Bro, I got rocket boots. Nice. Welcome to Getting Into Games. My name is Dave Lindsay. I'm here with Mark Santa Stephen. That's me. I am glad, Dave, that I am still alive today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I caught something last week. So it snowed. You remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it snowed last week and went outside with my son for mm, 25 to... 35 minutes we were outside, and I caught uh, the common cold. Oh, that's – I mean, it's it's the year for that. I so didn't think I was going to make it, to be <laughs> honest. So my first instinct when I get when I get sick is um, don't do anything. Oh, yeah. Like, just be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's no big deal. Like, it's just a cold. I just need to blow my nose and, like, try and sleep. You mean, like, the, the normal stuff, like eat soup or, you know, like home remedy, stuff like that? Mm, kind of, yeah, and, and like just try to like pretend like it's not a thing. Oh yeah, that lasts for like half of a day, and then uh, I like can't sleep, and I'm like, okay, I need cough medicine, and I'm like chugging cough medicine and taking ibuprofen and uh, Mucinex and all this stuff. Like I need everything immediately so just that I can hoping it all goes hoping away I can quick, like quick as curb these symptoms <laughs> as soon as possible so that I can sleep. Um, but, uh, it was, it was, uh, hitting me pretty hard, man. Like I was, uh, when I say pretty hard, I mean like completely normal. I'm just like a big baby. Yeah. So I'm like blowing my nose in bed and I'm like not falling asleep immediately. So I feel like this is the end. Oh, it's, it's all over. Yeah. It's (laughs) over. I'm I'm the same way when I get sick. It's just, you know, all I want to do is, um, just lay in bed. I think. NyQuil's great because aside from, like, the funny dreams that you get right. when you take it, it just puts you out. Right. You know, so you're just, you know, and then you wake up feeling like you don't know where you've been, like you're coming out of a coma for the first time. Seriously, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, my when you're, poor wife, I'm when just you're like. you're awake all night, that's, that's kind of good. I'm just like, oh, I need something. And she's like, you don't, there's nothing else to give you. You just have to, <laughs> you just have to survive. And I'm like, I Need something. Need something, something else. else. Something make me feel better. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you made it. I made it, and uh, I'm feeling better. My cough has gone down a bit, and like my throat feels okay. Um, my nose is still running sometimes, um, and uh, other than that, though, um, I've been all right. I've uh, been a little gassy, though. I'll admit. <laughs> So uh, the thing is, though, since we're on a podcast, um, uh, if if I if I get a silent but deadly, you can't react. No, to it. no, no. Yeah, you can't. You can't be like, oh man, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've, I got, I'll you try to keep, keep it, it cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch your expression to see, but see if it hits you. But uh, otherwise, you got to keep it cool. So the hey, man, we can keep up the illusion. Do. Yeah, absolutely. Try and keep it together. Try and keep it professional. So, Dave, what are we playing today? 
Okay, I'm I'm super stoked. We're playing Keyforge today. Keyforge. Yep. Call of the Archons. I'm excited about this too. So this game is uh, it's a collectible card game that was created by Richard Garfield and it's published by Fantasy Flight. Richard Garfield, the creator of Magic the Gathering. Yes. He's back. The uh, most popular collectible card game in the world is Magic's Gathering. Mm, easily. Yeah. And what's what's unique about this is the decks. They're, the way that you play the game is you buy a deck, a complete deck, and all of them are unique. So no duplicate decks out there. Uh, you, don't, you don't build them. You don't mix cards. You just... Buy the deck, and, and that's what you play with. There's no booster packs. There's no booster rare packs. rare cards in them. Nope. Nope. It's just uh, a single pack of uh, of cards that you play with. And they're not interchangeable in any way, the cards. Correct. Correct. So, um, you know, there might be some decks out there that are way stronger than others, and that's just kind of how, how the is. game is meant to play. Um, I'm hearing that no two games are the same. Yeah, I think because you're playing with these unique decks, whenever you're playing with anybody, it's it's always going to be different. Yeah, that's um, neat. It's cool. So kind of the story behind it is you are uh, these characters called Archons, and they're fighting on a planet called the Crucible. And the idea is they're trying to collect this um, resource that they call Amber. And I'm pretty Amber. sure I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. It's not Amber. It's not Amber. It's not Ember. It's also not Ember. It's Amber. Amber. I, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, We're going with it. Yeah. So you're collecting Amber, and the idea is that you're trying to forge keys that then unlock these secret vaults of the Crucible, so you can find out more about. I guess this this planet. So it's a knowledge that we're we're after. It's yeah, not, not treasure. From from what I understand, yeah. Okay. Um, there's uh, different houses. So there's these seven different houses, and um, you know, it, uh, from what I understand, there's three um, houses in each deck. In each deck, do you have a list of the houses up? I don't currently. Know I that. have the website up. All right. Um, so yeah, we can get an idea of these houses here. Um, I'll, I'll read the names. First house. This, by the, this is a good start. We're off to a good start with this first house here. We are called the Brobnar. Mm, Brobnar. Or is it Bro? The, bro, the Brobnar. 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 I don't know, bro. Listen, Brobnar. All right. I'm so that's sure the first house. Uh, seems <laughs> like they're. It's saying uh, like strength is the the big thing that they they're all about they're bringing that to the yeah table. they're all about like smashing you with their fists up next is mars okay the planet mars these are some alien looking dudes yeah kind of like like grays yeah guys yeah 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 pointy face yes big eyed aliens um so that's cool i want to play as mars yeah that's not the cool characters we got sanctum this okay is the third house sanctum these are like angel knights it says so that's cool. Yeah. Logos. <clears throat> Excuse me. Logos. I want to say Logos when I see that, but I believe it's supposed to be pronounced Logos. Yeah. Um, so that's my time spent learning 
Greek coming through. <laughs> um, paid off, all that. Paid all off that on this day. Logos is what I want to say, but I'm pretty sure it's they want us to say logos for that. We're logos, like logos, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Um, they got lo- different trademark. logos for each of these things. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, okay, up next is dis, dis, d i s, dis, dis. Yeah, um, these are like demon monsters. So. Sounds cool. Do with that what you will. <laughs> um, shadows. And the last one, untamed. Mm. It's so like varied, creatures, some type yeah, of creatures. The varied yeah. creatures of untamed reject civilization. That's cool. Sounds cool. Um, so, yeah, those are the seven houses. Um, and each of those, there's three contained in, in the decks here. Uh, and you'll kind of have to play them uh, together. So that's interesting. Yeah, so I thought what would be cool is since this was our first time playing this, and one thing um, I, th- I feel like we should mention is this game, not as easy to come by right. as you might think, and I'm not exactly sure why. Pretty big uh, deal, this game. Thing, yeah. uh, something that people would have been talking about for a while from a big publisher. Right. Fantasy Flight Games. Big publisher, big creator. Big names on the on the creator here. Um, seems like quality work put into it. Uh, yeah, the biggest takeaway for me right now, holding this box in my hand, you can buy Keyforge. You can buy it. If you were curious, if you had been looking around and you couldn't find it everywhere, like uh, was initially our takeaway, you can get it. Now, I will say I did order these directly from Fantasy Flight, so that's how difficult it was for me to come by. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I was expecting, like, uh, you know, from the creator of Magic, I would... I was thinking like, oh, I could go in. I see magic cards everywhere. Right, like, literally, you know, all any big name store you can think of carries magic cards. Right, aid. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I was like, you could probably go in anywhere and pick up I, a pack of key for it. I'm not sure know? if they have magic at Right Aid or not. I don't know. I mean, I would assume they probably do. They definitely have it at Walmart. <laughs> I mean, they got everything else at Right Aid. So yeah, I imagine they'd yeah they have Walmart, Target, stuff like that. So they didn't have Keyforge though. They didn't have you Keyforge. went there. Went th- yeah, so I At went like to midnight. multiple stores. Yep, yep, Walmart specifically, hoping, you know, walking down that big aisle of cards they have where it's like baseball cards, other collectible card games. Pokemon cards. Yeah, plenty of Pokemon, plenty of Magic. No Keyforge. Even Yu-Gi-Oh. Even Yu-Gi-Oh. But no Keyforge. No Keyforge. Um, um, I went to game stores, like yeah. hobby game stores. Board game stores, card game stores. Right. Like, no this, this is their bread and butter, you would think. I went to, I asked him, I was like, hey, uh, just looking for Keyforge. Do you have any Keyforge decks here? No, we don't We don't have any. Um, and the person even, they were very nice. And they said, uh, we're, uh, they're like, we, I figure, like, we should have some. And so I, I ask about it, like, when we're getting some in. And I haven't heard yet. They're like, I think, I think we have some on order. But uh, they're not, they're not here. I was like, yeah, that's, I've have been having a hard time finding them. They're like, yeah, I know. It seems kind of strange. It's like a thing that uh, you would think you would want to have around so that people can – that's like the idea of the game is you just grab a new deck. Right. And try it out. Yeah, you just have to buy one deck and that gets you playing. Yeah. So 
yeah, super weird. I'm not sure what to make of that, but um, regardless of that fact, um, I was able to pick up a pack. And they were, it did end up uh, at first where they were on Amazon, but it was a third party seller that was having them. And there was uh, definitely like a markup on them. Right. Um, which these uh, currently, the the retail sale is, is $9.99 for one of these decks. 10 bucks for one deck, completely playable on its own. Right. Which. To me, sounds awesome. Sounds like, cool. Uh, just a real easy way to get into playing a, a cool card game. and um, Two separate people spend $10, and they can play. Yep, that's all you need. Uh, there are There is a starter set that comes with some additional like tokens and things to manage the gameplay. Um, but, you know, not required to not play required. the game. So. We're actually going to be using... Tokens from Star Wars Destiny's starter set, Star Wars Destiny's two-player game, um, to function as our like damage counters, our keys, and our amber. Amber. Um, so I thought it'd be cool that if we just kind of, um, since this is our first time playing, Crack open up open. our decks, see what we got, and uh, just talk a little bit about the cards and, and yeah. the, the houses we got and everything. I'm, so. I'm excited about it. We're going to crack these open yeah. on mic here. So, so let's see what we got. I'm going to hear a little crunch. I'm just going to tear right into it. All right. Nothing else inside this box besides a bag of cards. Just that's it. All right, hold on. First thing you should be able to see right on the back, who your character is, and what your three houses are. Okay. So I got Munoz of Bexia is my character. Okay. And uh, my houses are Mars, Mm -hmm. Shadows, and Sanctum. So Interesting. That sounds pretty cool. Shadows and Sanctum. Mars, Shadows, and Sanctum. That's a kind of a strange pairing, I feel like. Yeah, and it's interesting because this yeah this card on the back just lists out the whole deck for you there. So oh, it does. Yeah, check it out. Oh, and right there is also a QR code on this uh, final card that they use in like official settings to determine that you have a, a that all your a cards match deck. up yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that QR card is on every every card in the, in yeah. the deck. Yeah. <clears throat> so what was your character's name again? Munoz? Uh, Munoz of Bexia. I'm coming at you with Bazdad, Gaul Warrior. Gaul. Gaul Warrior. Gaul Warrior. (laughs) G-A-O-L. I'm going to be bringing some Brobnar, some (laughs) Brobnar, some Logos, and some untamed. So between these two decks, we are representing six houses. Right. There's no crossover between yeah. these two decks. That's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, let's open these up. Take a look at what we got. Okay, so I actually just have the name of, so all the card backs are 
representative of this deck. So they have the mm-hmm. icons of the the three houses, and they all have my my yes. archon's name on them. The card backs for each single deck of Keyforge is unique in the same way that each deck is unique. I got some giant crab-looking dude. There's some definitely some really cool artwork. These things are rad looking. And you have multiples of like particular cards. These cards look great though. I really am digging this uh, untamed monster looking things here. They're just like animals, like crazy animal looking things. Yeah. Pretty cool. Bro, I got rocket boots. Nice. The Mars stuff I'm into. <laughs> the Mars Characters stuff, everything really I've cool. seen for the Mars stuff does look really cool. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this, man. It does not look as cool as Skippy Time Hog, the creature. <laughs> Literally a robot hog. That's amazing. That thing is amazing. I love that his name is Skippy Time <laughs> <laughs> Skippy Time Hog is here. Oh man! I'm gonna see what we can what we can get out of him. I don't think I have anything as cool as Skippy Time Hog. I got Naughty the Thief, but yes, man, that's that's still no Skippy. Yeah. Uh, I got Yo Mama Mastery. So I don't know what to make of that at all. <laughs> it's a taunt card. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. And then the the flavor text says, "Your mama is so tiny." How tiny is she? <laughs> oh, it doesn't give you the punchline. No, on. that's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are interesting too. These like strength, the bro, the bro guys. <laughs> Rosers. I don't know, man. You might be in for it here. I don't know what to see. I, might, got, I mean, this is a, you got a pretty have, good matchup here. You might have picked the wrong deck, man. I mean, yeah. It's luck of the draw. Bazdad, the Gowl Warrior. The Gowl. Gowl yeah. Warrior. I love the concept and the fact that, like, it's, it's a different... Um, Different card backs, like unique to each thing. I mean, that's it makes it interesting. For sure. And like the knowledge of any time I open one of these boxes, it's don't know what I'm getting, but it can play on its own and it's gonna have a completely unique card yeah. set. And I mean for the for the price, if and if you're not necessarily like into deck building, like I mean, what a what a great way to go! Like, then you just drop ten bucks, which I mean, how much are booster packs? I mean, you're paying a couple. You're you know getting what maybe two booster packs for that price. Yeah. And you don't have a playable deck with two booster packs. No. So like the uh, 
the price and what you get for it. Like, I mean, deck building's fun, but sometimes you just want to play. You don't want to have to think about, like, you know, going through all that. And you don't necessarily want to play a deck that you've already played. So right, um, it was a cool idea. Uh, all right, cool. I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a minute and learn how to play this game and play through and then come back and we'll, we'll have a little bit more to talk about. Sounds good to me. This is Mark from Dead Bird and the Getting Into Games podcast. Just wanted to say a few things here in the middle of this episode. This was the first episode that Dave and I ever recorded together. The first episode of Getting Into Games, first time we sat down to work on a podcast together. It was also one that we used to send to a few of our friends to solicit some feedback. We decided that after this episode, we would no longer do the first half impressions and second half reflection. Rather, we would just do the whole episode after we had played the game. It just felt a little disconnected in this one, so that's one thing that I wanted to point out if you're listening to this and wondering what is going on. We did enjoy doing the live opening of the decks at the beginning. We thought that was fun, but figured it was best to just keep things more connected moving forward. We're having a great time so far, and we hope you are as well. Thanks for anyone who's been listening in. So far, we have four episodes out, including this one on Keyforge. Our first was Star Wars Destiny. Second was A Game of Thrones, the board game. All of those, along with Keyforge, come from Fantasy Flight Games. The third episode we did, one that I was really proud of, was Haunt the House. I felt like that was a pretty easy and quick episode to listen to. We have some fun stuff planned to come up next. We've gotten to play a lot of fun games. I'm excited for those coming episodes, and we'll be recording in the next few weeks. Thanks again for listening. We would love to hear from you. Send us emails. Please send us emails to deadbirdrip at gmail.com. That is deadbirdrip at gmail.com. If we can get enough emails in there, maybe we'll do a, a bonus episode that's like a mailbag thing or something like that. That would be fun. Follow us on our Instagram. We're having a lot of fun on Instagram. That's deadbirdrip on Instagram. So check that out. Uh, my wife just blew me a kiss and distracted me, but that's okay. I still love her. Um, the last thing that you can do is check us out at deadbird.rip. That's the website, deadbird.rip. Dave put a lot of time into that. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, email us deadbirdrip at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, deadbirdrip. And finally, check out our website, deadbird.rip. Thanks again. And now we're going to jump right into our reactions, where I was able to, I just loaded up on the robots, on the logos. Um, it, it got to a point where I had so many creatures in play that, it, I, I, it made more sense for me to just use them rather than even play more cards. Right. 
Yeah, because, I mean, you're if you have no more logos in your hand, you're saying, like, oh, well, if I don't choose this house to play this hand, I'm losing out on, on all on that potential reaping amber. reaping five or, amber or, right. or, remo- or attacking your cards. Um, so, and yeah. that's the name of the game is getting that amber. Like, right. It's not about... Uh, it's not about the opponent's take out the opponent's creatures, and it's not like about deal damage to the opponent's life force. You know, right? Um, it's just about gain amber, spend it on keys. Uh, so, uh, I I even found like if you had a couple monsters out, um, but if you had less than me, and I would. Rather than attack them, I would just reap with mine because I would still end up with more amber. Right. Yeah, if you have, I mean, you get to the point where you have a ton of creatures in play, that's that's the move. Like, And based on the cards I was drawing, I mean, there were times where I, I the most I got up to was four creatures, but you had, I yeah. think, like, you know, maybe even, like, seven creatures. In that second point. game, it got out of control. Um, um, and even in the first one, just comparatively, because you had, I had a terrible hand my first draw in the first game, and I should have just at the beginning discarded and redrew, but I just kind of went with it, just yeah. thinking, like, hey, you we'll know, I'm not sure, out. like, what's good, what isn't good, so let's just play this. Now I know, like, having a bunch of creatures of the same house is the best you're going to get on a draw. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a you starting just, draw, like, jump you know. out and put, like, three creatures out up front. Right. Um, I, I think I would, I prefer a not going first because that first turn of like put a card, put down, play one creature. That's it. Right is pretty significant handicap. Um, but and then and then like second player, they're just in business. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so you get an extra card, but yeah. Then yeah, you do have that. Yeah. Um, this uh, I just grabbed a couple of the um, the big cards that I noticed fr- from my uh, the first game where I played as uh, Bazdad. Um, I, I enjoyed that deck more, but it was really just I drew all Logos cards. Um, and so they just, like, they came out hot and heavy. Yeah. Um, the uh, Mother creature card, uh, Logos card, um, is pretty cool. It lets you, um, you know, draw your, your hand with an additional card. Uh, and I played that pretty early, maybe even on the, f- the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was playing with seven cards in my hand from right. then on, um, which is a significant advantage. Um, and then uh, the Titan mechanics I had out for a little bit, which reduced uh, my key costs when they're on a flank. And I d- ended up doubling that up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was down to key costs of four. Um and I, I used that once. I don't know that I used it twice. I definitely used it once. Um, but that was pretty cool. Um, and last but not least, Skippy Time Hog. <laughs> Best card in the game as far as I'm concerned. Yes, on name alone. Robot Hog. Can't be stopped. Your opponent cannot use any cards next turn. That's pretty crazy. Um, so it's basically like, you know, if you've got uh, you know a bunch of monsters out, 
he just freezes them. Yeah. He's a time hog. Yeah, that's, you know. Can't stop a time hog. Um, Those were the standout cards from uh, the first first hand for me. Did you have anything that you, that stood out to you that you thought was pretty, pretty dope that you had? Um, well, the first game, I didn't have, like, you know, I, it, I had just a bad draw, so I, I didn't get to really play or dive deep into <laughs> these cards. Um, it was pretty one-sided. Yeah, the, the best I had was the Ammonia Cloud, which dealt three damage <laughs> to each character. So you had a bunch of characters in play, and... And you had none. And I had none, so it was, uh, you know, just dropped a bomb on all of them. Yeah, I was able to kind of to clean clean house, um, which does bring up there. I think there are um, the one thing I did notice was there's a lot going on with these cars. There's a lot of like uh, little subtleties that yeah made it a little more difficult to decipher the rules. So, for instance, the ammonia cloud says deal three damage to each character. It doesn't say to your opponent's characters. Um, doesn't say to both opponent and friendly characters. It says all creatures. It says all creatures. Um, sir, or each creature. Um, so I'm assuming that's everything. Everything that's every creature that's in play. Is... All creatures of our god and king take three. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's the case. What's but... So- yeah, go ahead. You could argue, well, I'm playing this card, so it shouldn't hurt my character. It doesn't say that it hurts my characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. each creature, I'm I'm willing to think that that's just everybody. In the rules on the website, which don't come in the game, did we talk about that on this one, or, do, or maybe that was just in the gameplay? I think that was in the gameplay. We talked about how it doesn't come with... Uh, yeah, Rules when you buy an individual standalone pack of Keyforge, there is nothing in it but the deck of cards. Right. There's no counters. There's no uh, rule book. There's no how-to, none of that. Just the cards to play with. Um, the rules are online, so that's what we pulled up uh, to flip through and, and answer our questions as we were playing. Um, I believe the uh, starter sets do have, they have all the tokens, and I believe they have a rule book. Yes. Yeah, tokens, rule book, and I believe there's play mats as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I did see in the rule book, as a general rule, um, if the rules on the card seem to conflict with the rules in the, in the rule book, the card takes precedence. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, it's pay most attention to what the card says, what the card says to do, right. do that. Um, and if it seems to conflict with something going on in the rules. Card's always right. It's, the cards are right. Um, so uh, the second game was uh, more competitive. It definitely was. I had a, I had a pretty good hand of Brobnar which are just really, like, powerful creatures that have a lot of damage. Um, but my hand just dried up after a few a few turns. Didn't stop drawing monsters. Because the, the other thing is, so you have to... Um, you're choosing which house you want to play. Right. So when you have Brobnar in play, but you don't have any Brobnar cards in your hand... 
you want to get that amber. So you want to play Robnar so you can reap or mm-hmm. do damage, take out uh, other creatures. But then if you don't have any cards in your hand, that's you can't discard the cards. Right. So what? So your hand's the exact what same. What do you do with the, the turn? next turn? Do you either not play any cards and just reap, or do you not activate the not play not not play the house that can reap? Right. Just play a different one. And yeah, that's true. You're a hundred percent right. You would have the same hand. Right. So you're starting off the next turn in the exact same position. Yeah. So I don't. So I think yeah, you don't play the Brobnar. Right. You would think. That's but what I would think. Your if your hand was such as as mine was, which wasn't a lot of creatures and was more kind of action cards, um, and kind of spread out amongst the different houses, you don't have a lot either. Right. Because the action cards are going to do something super specific, and unless it's relevant at that time, you're not really doing it. So there was a point where I discarded, I think, four untamed cards. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I think they made this like three action, maybe one creature, but I think actually all of them were, were actions or potentially artifacts. Mm-hmm. And, and so I basically discarded any untamed I had in my hand. I didn't have any untamed play, mm-hmm. and so it was just to get a new like a redraw. Yeah. And so that, like those turns. Like a waste of turn. They set you back. Mm-hmm. Because then hopefully on my next draw, I get a string of four cards that are all under the same house. So I can start to play some stuff. Yeah, because whenever you do that, I'm like, oh, sweet. I didn't lose any cards this turn. I can just keep it going. Yeah. And chances are I don't have anything in play. And so, right. like, you know, you can just be like, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to reap all this amber this turn, and, you know, you're not going to have anything to do until mm-hmm. you get some creatures out on the board. So um, that's kind of what I was up against. And, I mean, that's just kind of how the game goes. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's just luck of the draw, and, you know. And you luck of the deck. Yeah, and I mean, the the thing is, though, I do feel like, because obviously we played uh, two rounds, and mm-hmm. uh, we switched the decks. Switched decks. And you won both rounds. Yeah. So clearly it's not the deck that necessarily matters. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's going to be strong strong points and weak points to, to each deck, but the thing that I got from that was that it's really kind of like an... Um, how you draw, how you play, yeah. Um, strategy. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of strategy involved because, um, I feel like maybe I could have done some other things at at certain points that would have gotten me a better advantage, and maybe I didn't take take advantage of. Because um, I did play my, I did reap with my Robnar characters to try and like catch up and get some amber. Yeah. And you Which, were able to forge, uh, did you forge two keys? I, I had two keys. Yeah. In that one. So I was definitely doing better in yeah. that round. And, and you know, so that one was, wasn't was so bad. Um, the, the first, first one, one, I had one amber <laughs> oh, the entire no. the entire thing. I got 
a single amber. That was kind of crazy. But I was also learning it, so I feel like I was yeah. maybe I wasn't understanding. If we if we ran it back, I'm sure it would be different. Yeah, because I uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you saw the hands that I got out of the uh, that same deck that you played, um, and I was getting creatures out. Yeah, so that's just how it how it drew. Uh, I see you pulled out uh, Zizix the Many here. Zizix the Many. Tell me, uh, tell me what happened with that guy. So Zizix the Many um, from the Mars House, you um, basically destroyed me with in um, our our second round, uh, and and then we all we just had some questions about this card. Yeah, it seemed really overly powerful. So Zizix the Many is a creature card with three power, um, no shield, and his ability is if you fight or reap with him, you may reveal a creature from your hand. If you do, archive it, and Zizix the Many gets three plus one power counters. So each turn that this character is in play, as long as you have a creature you're willing to archive, which isn't getting rid of it, it's not discarding it, it's not right. taking it out of play, it's just... Archiving it for later use. It's just taking it out of your hand from for that moment, which then you could easily pick up the next... Which allows next me round. to draw more cards from my deck. Right. Because it's in the archive, it's not in my hand. Right. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of doubly beneficial. Yes. With the exception of you can't play that one card this turn. Right. Which if it's of a different house, then it doesn't it's you can't play it anyway. Exactly. So you get plus three and you get to keep that card. You can plus pull three that card doubles back its health. In your hand. Doubles it or doubles its uh its power. Does it doubles its power. And so it seem and seems like you can do this indefinitely there's nothing on the card that says after so many or or you know you can only do it for so many turns it's you just keep adding power counters onto this thing yeah so it got up to 12 and then i think i started using it to attack which which brought it down a little bit um but yeah and it and so i was just archiving shadow characters right that i had in my hand just kept piling them up in the archive and he's basically, he's like, a, he multiplies himself is the thing. Right. The card shows, as a picture of the Martian character, uh, alien-looking dude, and in the background you see a bunch of other ones that, I mean, they all, all the alien characters look, look similar, but I'm assuming what it is is him multiplying. Yeah. And so... And you took him out immediately. Yes, initially. But then... Um, I had an upgrade played on him. Which that, then just puts him in your archive. Which put him in my archive, yes. Now, is he the... Because you have multiple cards in, in the decks. Was he the... Uh, a single where he was the only one? Let me see, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, so he was the only one. So there were only one. So it was just the fact that you had that upgrade on him that he came back. Yeah, then. and he might have been like... If in the shuffle, he could have been the last card in the deck. Yeah. You never would have played him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but So super and, powerful, yeah. but it, it does – he is only one in the deck, so if you get rid of him quickly and he doesn't have that upgrade – Then you got to wait. The guy's waiting until he reshuffles. Yeah. Yeah. But I did put the upgrade on him, um, which I wasn't sure 
whether I, that I was going to put it on him. Uh, but the more that I like was looking at that ability, the more it came, I came to realize how strong he was Yeah. without having played the game before. Um, and so, so it's kind of sneaky because if you're not paying attention when this card comes out. Yes. Cause once he's at, I didn't really see any cards more than, I mean, you had a troll and a troll that was eight who heals themselves. Yes. Which is pretty crazy. If you reap with him, I think was the yes the card. Yes. If you reap with him, you get he heals three. Yeah. Um. So once I got him to nine, he was the strongest card that we'd seen. Yeah. And I mean, even one play. So you know, you might be able to get him out there without someone paying attention to what the ability is. Yeah. And then you you do that ability, and you're like, okay, he's up to six now. Um, someone, if he's up to six, you got to take him out. Yeah. Find a way to get him out of there. Which is, a, I mean, that's pretty high yeah. in itself. So. so you're basically sacrificing a creature then. Yeah, you're sacrificing a creature. Hopefully you have one that, that has six, but even that's a high amount for a lot of these cards. So you might be taking like a couple creatures to get him out. Or if you don't have a creature then, next go around, he's getting another three. Yeah. And so it's it's pretty pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy card. And then we had a a question about it whether he takes damage, whether, whether he's, he's damaged, damaged, considered as a damaged card. So if he if you're upgrading his power, which a power and uh, power is health and attack combined. Yeah. So there's not two separate numbers. You there have is one no number. health. It's just power. It's just power. And what your power is is you. Uh, that's how much life you have, and that's how much you hit for. Yes. That's um, how much you can take. That's how much you can give. So, you know, Zizix, if he's up to 12 and he attacks someone and he takes five damage, is he... Damaged. Is he damaged? I, I would think yes. I don't know. Because I'm you're effectively changing his power, mm-hmm. which if he's at his normal power is three. Mm-hmm. So if you took... Well, that's the thing, I guess, because he, if he, if you hit him for one, like without any of the add-ons, then he's damaged. For three, he's he's damaged. He's got one damage token on him, but he's still hitting for three. Yes. So, if he's when you. Uh, when he has extra power on him, right. that power just comes off. Right. So he's not hitting for that, but he's also not damaged. Right. Per se. So I guess that makes sense. I guess it would have to be. My thought is that he's not damaged until he is below the starting health of right. the card, is my thought. And we could be wrong. So please, if you know the answer to this, send us an email. Uh, we don't have an email address yet. We'll figure that out. Um, insert email address here. Insert email address here. Insert uh, Instagram slash Twitter or and or Facebook account that are not yet made. Um, but yeah, um, interesting, interesting card, and it it was interesting. It was it was fun playing it. Um, I got the I got the feel for it. Um, that, that, the other thing was 
I found myself taking long turns when I was playing the Mars characters. Yeah. There seemed to be a lot of like I'm reactivating ready this, this character. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Play a card that's now ready, then when you use it, it readies another card that will, you know, do this crazy thing and put this in your archive and all that stuff. So um, it felt like a little like a little bit hard to keep up with. Uh, but I feel like we played it right. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the only the only mistakes I think we might have made was sometimes we lost the order of our turns, or right. we like missed, we forgot to do something that we meant to do. Yeah, like collect an amber or something like that. Right, we, we tried to just keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I think once you learn how to play, it all makes sense. It's just when you like, if you watch like a tutorial video or something like that. It's like, whoa, that's a lot of information coming yeah. at me. Um, but when you play it, it plays fairly easily. So it's like picking it up for the first time, kind of chalk that first game up to a loss because yeah, you're just, just going to be figuring it out. it out, you know, and, and that's fine. Um, and then, you know, you'll be able to dive deeper. Yeah, but that. if you're lucky enough to get Bazdad Gal Warrior, which you won't be because I have it, and you get draw all robots up front. You're good. You're good. You're ready to <laughs> smash. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the unique card um, or unique deck scenario is, is way interesting because um, there's a bunch of cards from each yeah. each house. But like, between these two decks, like we said, there's six different houses represented and no yes. crossover. Yes. And so you could have um, another deck, I assume, that has Mars Shadows and Sanctum, like my Munas of Bexia here, but yeah. it could still be a completely different deck because you're going to have potentially different cards yeah, in there. definitely. Um, so, you know, you might not have Zizek the many if you have Mars. So I had a good time. I would, I would want to play more. Yeah, I definitely, I think it's it's a cool idea that you can um, buy these decks and and just keep it fresh each time you play. Yeah. You know, and it's like a completely different game. I would want to play with these decks again against other decks too. Yeah. I think that would be fun. Um, I do think um, that buying two decks to play is probably not the most ideal way to like get into it. It might make more sense to get like, four decks or like six decks or something right and like take a look flip through maybe pick one mm-hmm. try it out um and then like go back and forth a couple times yeah um with somebody else which i should say their starter de- uh starter uh kits do come with two decks yes so if you were to buy the starter kit um you'd have those two decks right there and then you know you pick another Deck mm-hmm. up for ten bucks here and there, and mm-hmm. um, you know it, it's pretty pretty attainable to get to yeah. a few different decks. Ten dollars a deck, mm, maybe fifteen with shipping, because apparently you have to order it from the internet. Yeah, that's that's the tough part again. Like we mentioned earlier, is just trying to find the game. Like I'd love to be able to just like run Walk out in, and pick up a pack a for ten bucks, yeah. but uh, on kind of an impulse, like hey, I'm just curious to see like what's out there. But it's kind of tough to find right now. 
I will also, the other thing I wanted to mention about this is they already have a, um, a, a not necessarily like a, a expansion, expansion, but it's, it's um, another set, another set of decks that are coming out, which adds cards. Uh, it's called Age of Ascension, and it's... Um, adds a bunch of extra cards, and it's totally compatible with, um, with these Call of Archon, of the Archons. Call here. of the Archons. Um, so you know, it's it's you can you can pick up either one, e- either set, and and you can and play with them. Still play interchangeably. Yeah. Um, so that so has yet to be released just, at the time of recording this, but just buy and uh, go. Yeah. Just buy and play. Yeah. That's what I like the most about this game. Is that there's you can you buy a couple decks and you play it. Yeah, that's all there is to it. It makes it really easy to like, um, you know, just get into this game and and have some fun with it. And barrier to entry is yeah, yeah, it's very it. low. Like you you know if you if you got ten bucks hanging around, you can play the game. Artwork's good. The artwork's amazing. They credit the artist on all the cards, which is super cool. Um, I like these robots. I like, uh, you know what, though, the best is the Untamed, the artwork for the Untamed. Yeah. Those monsters are... Super cool characters. Super rad. Uh, I really I really enjoy the Mars characters. I like the aliens. Yeah, that's a good look. I appreciate that particular aesthetic choice yes. for the aliens. It's super good. Um, how much do you think Richard Garfield has in... Uh, in creating this game like do you think he is just coming up with the concept for it or how deep do you think his it's a good question if i remember correctly um it the idea of the um like individualized decks Mm -hmm. unique deck game is his idea uh, that that was he wanted a game that's just you grab a deck it's completely different from any other one and it can play on its own and you don't customize it that was his idea other than that i mean speculatively i have no idea how much how involved he was i i don't know that he was like like the figuring out one, every card like, designer yeah no he he might not have put any names on these yeah. He might have been like come up with, you know, have these many houses. Right. I don't know if he's a big theme guy. Maybe he is. I don't know. It's just a curious thought like when you when you think about that like um you know, we had watched a, a video, you sent me a video about the kind of like making of magic. Yeah. And uh it was really interesting to watch that and, you know, he's a numbers guy. Yes. So he was the one I would imagine, who was like, all right, we can make this game now. We can do, if we do this many decks, or we do this many houses, we can combine them to make this many decks with this many unique cards, gives us right, however a number of... An insane amount of probability. Probability of, <laughs> of, of yeah, of oh. these randomly generated decks. Which then makes it like a viable game to play. Right. You know, something that they could put into the market that literally anyone could buy a deck and play it with, you know, however many people yeah. are interested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe not so much into the like figuring out every 
every um, action of each card between the cards. Like that. Uh, yeah, that was his hand in Magic. Yes, like he definitely, you know, all he seemed to have done it all yeah. with the original Magic. Yeah, uh, but uh, in this one, maybe so, I mean I'm sure some of that. Probably oh, yeah. not. Probably not all that. Not the nitty gritty. No, no, but I, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't expect it to, but more of a concept, yeah. big picture kind of thing. Yeah, big picture, big enough picture that we'll put his name on all of the boxes. Right. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Richard Garfield. Keyforge was fun. I had a good time. Um, any other, any closing thoughts? I I enjoyed it. I had a really good time playing it. I lost twice and I still enjoyed it. Yeah. So and I want to you know kind of I like the idea that there's so much other possibilities out there that you know I can I can go and I can spend even another just ten dollars. Yeah. And uh, who and, knows? A completely and, different experience. Yeah, and have a lot have a lot of fun and be able to see a bunch of different cards or you know maybe you see a lot of the same cards. Who knows? Um, but that's what's kind of exciting about it. So definitely looking forward to playing more of it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Getting Into Games, which is, I think, going to be our first official sample episode, and and, and we're going to chop it around and get some feedback for it, and eventually I think we'll probably just post this as a full episode. So, yeah, and then uh, we'll also be following that up with the gameplay yeah. So if you're interested in, in hearing more about that. Um, if you're you interested know. in hearing us, hearing me smash with robots in the first game and then us try to figure out what is going on with this duplicating alien creature the second game. Yeah, and then maybe we'll see if we can add some video later on so it's a little more exciting to watch when you're watching the gameplay. Yeah. Um, but for right now, I just have to listen and enjoy the shuffling of cards and... And clattering of tokens. Dave, thanks for joining me. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks.